Welcome to the Rhett Dillingham Podcast Show. I hope you're encouraged, inspired, and helped. Now let's dive right in. All right, welcome to this podcast. I am so excited today. I have one of my great friends here, uh, John Lucas. Uh, This dude is an awesome man. Uh, We became friends when I moved to Toledo, Ohio. Um, just, just been a, a fantastic friend and a, kind of an, a really uh, big encourager in my life. So just an encourager. Uh, but can you kind of just like maybe give a little backstory for the people listening here, like your story and, and who you are and, and uh, kind of just, you know, your involvement, I guess, like kind of in church and how, how you got uh, involved with that stuff? Yeah, no doubt, bro. Um, yeah, so I guess, you know, a little bit of who I am, born and raised in Toledo, Ohio. Um um, really never uh, had gotten into church exactly, but like my parents are always believers and my grandfather was a, a Pentecostal preacher, um, powerful man of God. Um, so there's definitely some influence there on my family and whatever. Yeah. Um, but born and raised in Toledo, like I said, eventually I just kind of came to the school to Absolute Christian Academy, a little shout out. And then I got connected to First Apostolic Church through the school. And um, the school kind of pulled me in a little bit on being involved in, like, chapel services uh, and stuff like that. And then um, eventually me and my dad started checking out some of the services here at the church. And um, and I started to come a little bit more frequently. I started to get a little bit more involved. And then eventually it turned into a uh, more of kind of a regular occurrence. And I'm like, all right, you know, I'm going to start kind of becoming a part of the worship team and singing a little bit here maybe speaking a little bit with this group or that group and just kind of evolve from there to just be a more involved leadership and all that kind of stuff. So Dude, that's awesome. I think it's, uh, it's, it's really incredible that, you know, to hear those stories and to see like, you know, like how people got involved with the church and how they got connected. Um, it's, it's really awesome. So, um, cool. Yeah. Well, again, I'm, I'm glad to have you on the podcast. This is, this is awesome. Um, so, you know, I've been super excited to have you on this podcast because, you know, I feel like our conversations and phone calls that we have all the yeah. time are, are really deep and just have a lot of, uh, I feel like you have a lot of insight and experience on a lot of things. Um, so I, I, I really just kind of want to dive right in here to this. Um, no doubt. You know, the reason I started this podcast was to bring uh, practical principles and biblical advice to people that are listening to this uh, podcast. And really, um, just trying to apply those principles to their lives because I, you know, I I see a lot of people. I run into a lot of people that have these these questions. And uh, on my last podcast, I had Corey and Samuel Sullivan. One of the concepts we talked about was really um, just it's okay to have those questions. Right. You know, it's okay to have uh, doubts or things that you are confused about. Yeah. And it's okay to ask leaders and people in your lives that, um, you know. Uh, that maybe you would feel embarrassed to ask um, sure. some of these questions, but it's okay, and that's that's how we solve the that's how we solve these things. So, you know, I, like I said, I want to dive right in here. Um, as I've mentioned over and over here on this podcast, um, I went through a, a season and time where I really had to trust God with a lot of things that were going on in my life, um, and a lot of hard things, really, uh, that included death, it, it included uh, separation of friendship it you know moving mm-hmm. a lot of things that would really you know uh, affect you and, and really just kind of really mess your brain up if we're being honest here yeah no doubt no. so uh, 
I don't know if you want to dive in and maybe just tell me a little bit about maybe a, a hard time you had, um, you know, in life where it was it was a difficult time, like trusting God, like in, in, yeah. in the physical realm or whatever. And what did God show you um, through that um, and, and kind of open your eyes to it? Yeah, bro. No, I love the question. Um, I think somehow subconsciously my radio voice just kicked in. There you go. I don't know. <laughs> For some reason, some bass came up in my voice. I love it. <laughs> I don't we know what happened. Yeah, yeah. This is fantastic. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Um, no, uh, no, I love the question, man. This is the kind of thing that really kind of like it really energizes me um, because I, I feel like like I really kind of cut my teeth in this area where um feeling like there's I was powerless and no matter what effort that I could put forth, it wouldn't change the outcome. And, um, and seeing God show up and speak and teach through all those kind of difficulties. So a situation that really hit me, and this is kind of to the point a little bit with what you talked about, um, with Corey and Samuel about asking those questions and having those doubts, because I would say it's, it's healthy. Uh, I'll say it like this. I think it's human to have the questions, but then I think it's healthy to ask them. Mm, yeah. Um, because if, you know, sometimes we can get so, you know, I guess church folk, we can get so much into the like, ah, like, no, I promise I'm holy and I'm righteous. Like, I'm, right, I right. believe, I believe. And it's like, yeah, but you're not addressing things that exist yeah. within your, your spirit or within your mind, the questions right, you right. have and, and the troubles um, were really the things that kind of caused me to start asking those questions and yeah. feel like, God, actually, I have the freedom just to converse with you, right? Mm, yeah. So situation, right? My dad, oh, man, this was in 2013, and he ended up having a kidney stone. Um, it ended up um, uh, causing an infection. He ended up going septic, which means every cell in his body was infected. Wow. So, um, you know, it was in the summer. I think it was like around July 4th, actually. And I, I fell asleep on the couch and my dad had fallen asleep um, like in his chair. And I just happened to wake up and see him on the ground and wow. he's gasping for air. Yeah. Wow. And I'm like, bro, like, you, you know, he just came back from the doctor. Like, what's going on? So. Um, so I'm like, you know, checking up on my dad, seeing what's going on. His face is starting to turn purple. Um, he's got like white stuff accumulating around the side wow. of his mouth. And, um, and he's it, look, bro, like it's my dad. So yeah, yeah. I look at him and I just see the hopelessness hit his eyes looking up mm. at the ceiling. And I'm like, Oh Jesus, Man. like this cannot be happening. Now I'll say, I always had this strange feeling that like I was going to lose my dad. Like, ever since I was a kid, I was just like, man, I don't know why I always feel like I'm going to lose my dad. Hmm. So, like, all that is going on in my head, and I'm like, God, like, this is, like, for real? So, I'm calling 911. Um, I was able to get him up in his chair. Um, I wanted to try to, to help him breathe. I really didn't know what to do. I didn't have right, CPR right. training, you know, any of that stuff. And the job I have now has made me get that. But at the time, I didn't have any of that stuff. So, I'm calling the the uh, calling 911. They come in there. They get... Um, pure oxygen on him. He starts to calm down. Well, essentially, we get to the hospital, and the doc comes back in, and and he's has tears in his eyes. Hmm. And I'm like, oh no! Like the guy who's supposed to have the answers, right, is right. coming in here looking hopeless. So he comes in, and um, you know, like I said, the tears just starting to fall down his face, and he just looks at my dad, and he's like, uh, you know, it's me and my mom sitting there, and and he's like. Mr. Lucas, um, it's not looking too good. 
Hmm. Um, every every organ in your body today started shutting down at the same exact time. Wow. Because the infection is, is in every part of you. Hmm. And like I'm looking at my dad and he like, look, he's stiff and he's shaking like a leaf all at the same time. That's right, when his right. organs were shutting down. I just didn't know. And so, um, so I'm like, I ended up realizing I was holding my dad while he was dying in my arms. Wow. Like that's the process he was, he was in, um, until now one was able to get his vital stable. Um, so bro, long story short, he goes into a, a 45 minute surgery turned into four hours. Holy moly. Like me and my mom are sitting in this, the creepiest waiting room. There's look, they said, <laughs> no, oh, aren't they, they all seem like that, bro. Don't they? they do, <laughs> but really do. you feel less afraid when there's other people there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they took us to a spot. There was barely any lights. There was no workers. Nobody else waiting, man. It felt like we entered the twilight zone, man. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh God, I'm like, deliver my dad and deliver me and my mom too. Yeah. I, I don't, it feels like we're in a horror film. <laughs> and, uh, so we're sitting there and we're like, man, this is taking a, a minute for, for them to get back with us about my dad. Yeah. We just go up to the ICU. We barge our way in there I, I see my dad like they're pushing him into a room everybody's freaking out and they're stopping me and my mom don't you can't come in yeah and my mom's yeah. like that's my husband I'm like that's my dad like right, what do you right. mean we can't come in and he had like 12 bags I think I counted 12 bags hooked up to him all different medications going into oh, him he had two different breathing tubes bro I, I I'm seeing my dad just out his his heart rate was astronomical wow so so that's the trouble Right. But here's kind of the, the redemption aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Is I go home that night and I saw my dad's heart rate. And and uh, what I was told by the nurse was we really don't know how he's alive right now with this heart rate. Wow. He shouldn't be alive. Like we we did everything we could. And somehow he still is. Yeah. And so I went back home and I was like, God, I need you to to just bring health to my dad's heart right now. Right. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, this is is something that I kind of grew up with is just kind of seeing, seeing angels and things like that. And so in that moment, I saw an angel in the room from my parents' home, um, in the waiting or in the uh, ICU room with my dad. And it just touched his heart and went back up. It was around like 11 o'clock that night. Yeah. And, um, and mind you, I'm having a breakdown at my parents' house of course. and I'm like crying to my mom and I'm like, he's alive. He's alive. He's like, it just like struck me. Like everything just kind of started to process. Right. And so I'm praying and I see this angel go touch my dad's heart in the hospital all the way from my parents' home. And when we get to the hospital the next day, his heart was completely stable. Wow. And <laughs> I was like, what happened to his heart? Like, what'd you guys do? And she was like, we didn't do anything. And I was like, well, uh, when did it start to get stable? And she was like, oh, around 11 o'clock last night. Holy moly. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like, praise God. Man. So me and my mom are sitting in there, bro, uh, in the room with her, and we just start singing Jesus at the Center by Israel Houghton. Yeah, great song. Right. And um, we're sitting there, and, bro, I look over, and I see another angel just sitting there with his hands on my dad's breathing tubes. Mm. And, look, I'm like, look, I've grown up with stuff like this and had some yeah. crazy experiences. But it was my dad, so it hurt, and it was a little harder. Right, right. So I was like, oh, God, I don't know about this one. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to believe. <laughs> like, there's no reason for me not to, but this is a hard one. Yeah. And my, me and my mom, uh, bless her soul, she took me to Red Lobster, got me some delicious biscuits. Oh, man, that's, that's from God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That that's was from, manna. That's from, that's from Jesus Christ. <laughs> it I'm is. It is. He made that mess. <laughs> and uh, we go there for lunch. We come back. Bro, we were gone for 45 minutes. We come back, the breathing tubes are gone. Holy moly. Yeah. 
and I went back to the nurse and I'm like, okay, listen here, <laughs> what, what is going now? on? <laughs> like, what are you, what are you playing with? Me? <laughs> right, man, that's crazy. I'm like, what, what's happened is she said, yeah, we can't explain it. She's this is how she said. It. She said the only thing we can tell you is that it is more harmful for him to have the breathing tubes than it is for him not to. Wow. Like his body's rejecting it because his body is somehow getting health from somewhere. We don't know where it's coming from. Yeah. And so they took the breathing tubes out. So the rest of his whole journey, bro, ended up like that. You skip way down the road. We get him to a heart doc. The heart doc said, man, and it was crazy because I was, I think I was 21 at the time or something like that. I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, we get to the heart doc. I mean, this is way, way after. Yeah. And he's having heart issues. We prayed, um, you know, whatever. And the doc was like, Mr. Lucas, you have the heart of a 21-year-old man. Wow. I can't explain it, but it's like somebody gave you a new heart. Man. Bro, it, it was it was amazing. That's amazing. It was amazing. God God just I, showed up. It just it talking about this, just you know, I, I think I know there's people out there that are in situations like this mm -hmm. and, and are dealing with things, whether it's health related or psychological or all types of things. Yeah. You know, and I think it, it can be difficult, you know, to be in those scenarios like you know, uh -huh. like you're talking about in the ICU and different things. I mean, I, I can't even imagine uh, seeing my dad like that and different things. But prayer works, you oh, know. It does. And I think it's important to talk about this because, you know, I think a lot of times, especially in the world and today we live in, people just kind of, this works, this doesn't work, this is what is right and wrong, or this or that, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of times, like as young uh, people that are serving God, we need to we need to get out there. And tell these stories because, you know, God can do amazing things and he can touch people. And, man, I, I'm just so moved mm. by, by by hearing the story because, you know, I, I can't even imagine being in, in that spot. Uh, and then just just really just trusting God. And I think the other thing, too, and again, it just comes down to the, to the crux of a lot of uh, why I started this podcast. But, I you know, I went through a situation where uh, there, there was a close family friend that got a, a terrible diagnosis mm. with uh, pancreas cancer um, and God did not decide to save her, you know? And, and so I think other people can look at things sometimes and say, well, God didn't work here. God mm. didn't do this. Mm. And I, I think the big picture is I don't really understand why God chooses to save some people mm. and, 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 and to not save others and to do these different things. But he's always working this amazing plan, even in that time that you're, you know, you're struggling and, and you don't know what's going to happen to your dad. Yeah. Uh, and, and you just put your full faith in Jesus Christ and say, you know, God, like, I don't even I, don't, I, I am, un, you know, it is uncontrollable right now. And I, I don't even know what to do, but I'm just going to put my faith in you. And I think that's really the crux of you know, in any circumstance that we're in, yeah. I think it's just so important to have that mindset and, and to be like, you know, whatever is going to be the outcome here, I'm just going to trust God. But it is encouraging to hear these stories and to build people's faith to know that, you know, prayer does work. Bro. Oh, man. Look, so I was thinking about that, right? I was thinking about what you just said about when God, you know, he may heal somebody. Other cases, he may take them. And, um, and that's like, a, that's a million dollar question. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not I, like, I'm not even going to give any caveat. I'm just going to just be straight about it. It's like something that God has taught me is there's cases, John, where if I heal this person and deliver this person, I'm, I am robbing you from the development that you need mm. in the situation. Yeah. Like, and I'm not a thief, so I'm not going to take that from you. Mm. Like, like the, the, the devil is, is the point. one who wants to, to steal, kill and destroy. <laughs> right. 
But there's times where, because uh, I could have been like, well, God, why'd you even let this happen to my dad? Yeah, exactly. But then my faith would not have been, um, uh, it wouldn't really have been fashioned in the way that it was. It couldn't right. have been under construction the way that it was. So it's like, if God would have just made everything, you know, happy go lucky, then it would have been him robbing me of what I needed. Yeah, exactly. And so one of the things that God kind of hit me with is like, look, man, like part when I give you my grace, it doesn't always look like, oh, I just feel so good. Yeah. It's like I give you my like I enlarge you in your distress, right? I give yeah. you my grace so that way um you you can develop and become a better person. Yeah. And when I give it to you, it's often in a way that is super, super difficult and trying. Yeah. Right. But it's a gift. Right. And the thing that I just thought about when you were mentioning that it, it really creates a caveat for us to fully I trust God more. Yeah. You know, because yeah, yeah. like I think it's so important to, to realize that and, and like understand that. Yeah. You know, we may, we may be like we've trust God for so many years or whatever. I'm young. You know, we're both young. Yeah. But, you know, you see older people and they've they had a long time. But like even in those situations, you sit there and maybe an older person is going through something. And it really like it, it really just creates this this opportunity for you to mm-hmm. trust God more mm-hmm. and to grow your, your, your you know, your faith deeper because. You know, I'll, I'll be honest, and, and I, I, don't, I really, I don't know, I guess I didn't want to go to this side of the, the story, but, you know, I think it also can, uh, you know, for people that are maybe on the fringe uh, or maybe that just come to church, mm-hmm. uh, for God to get them to a place where he wants them to, sometimes he has to throw things in their life that they don't yeah. want, Yeah. you know, yeah. or that they, they weren't expecting. Because mm-hmm. I'm just living a good life, I'm going to church, I'm doing my thing. Um, and, and most of the time it's, it's incredible. You hear these stories of like, well, I, you know, I just didn't maybe trust God, but I, maybe I did trust God, mm-hmm. but now I went through this trial and my faith is beyond the moon. Yeah. Yeah. It's beyond no the doubt. universe, no you doubt. know? And I, I think, I think we forget that in, in a sense. And we forget to understand that like God, you know, I always, I always go back to this. I know it's kind of childish, but God does have the whole world in his hands. You know, yeah. we sing that song. Yeah. Um, because we have to, we have to believe that um, that's been my testimony. It's been my personal mm-hmm. testimony with everything going on in my life is that whatever's going on, I have to trust God with with everything. Um, so I, I love that that topic. Um, and it's it's so good because there's just I think there's a lot of people out there that go through things. And they just struggle to trust God through it. You know, that, that again, this is back to the crux of why I started this podcast, because I want people to hear these stories and, and to for you know for us to help build their faith mm. and more than That's you awesome. know and, and to work through these things so yeah. uh thank you for sharing that uh i know that was very personal to you and um that you know that that is it that was a very uh tough time to go through and everything um so but i kind of i kind of want to shift this now to more so um kind of some of the conversations we've had over the phone um and again thank you for sharing that it was you know yeah, i no really doubt, appreciate man. that um but i, I want to talk to people about some some of your uh, or some of the things that God has shown you uh, on your daily walk with God because I think mm-hmm. a lot of times we see people come into church and we we see people uh, you know they get the Holy Ghost get the Holy Ghost get baptized and kind of change their life and then they go to work and 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 they have kind of this struggle of learning to this daily walk mm. and feeling like they have to okay I've been baptized I got the holy ghost yeah now I got to live like this perfect life or something <laughs> and mm. that's not true 
Right. You know, right, right. that's not how God works. Yeah. Uh, and I just I wanted to see, uh, you know, talk about some of the things that, uh, you know, maybe God has shown you in your daily walk with him that has helped you and helped you on like a path to, to grow and not just be like, oh, I'm so perfect this year and this season and <laughs> period of time in my life. Right. But I'm learning to get better at these things and, and, and to dive into God's word and my prayer life. And so I don't know if you could speak a little bit on that and just kind of give me, uh, you know, some things that maybe God has shown you. Yeah. No, man. Uh, that's awesome. Um, so <laughs> I'm trying to think even where to start. So I, I would just say it like this is that I, I can definitely sympathize with you go to church, you have this super dope experience with God. And then, um, am I allowed to say dope in this podcast? Yeah. Am I okay. All right. I didn't know. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's how I talk. Uh, but, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so you have this experience with God and I'm look, I'm, I'm the type of dude like anytime that I, I preach or teach or whatever, like I just have an interest in going deep with God. That's just like a leaning for me and a desire for me. So I, I, I want to go there, you know, and God just had to deal with me. So I'm praying one morning uh, at my home before I had to go to work. My wife is asleep and um, and I'm praying to God. I was having this amazing time with them and I'm like, oh, God, this is awesome. And then I was like, oh, God, I have to go to work. Yeah. I'm like, God, forgive me. <laughs> I don't want to go. I want to stay here. You know, I want to just stay in this all day. And then he said, yeah, but um, you love being in the mountaintop, but you have a problem going back down to the mundane. Mm. And um, and I was like, you didn't have to hurt me like that, God. Yeah. Um, not before work. <laughs> but then I Too look early. up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I, I look up the word mundane and, and come to find out that a big part of his definition has to deal with just earthly. Yeah. And so like. For for somebody like me who I, I want to just stay in the spiritual and stay in the abstract and all this deep whatever, I go to my earthly stuff, and I'm going to make a distinction here, and I feel like it's worldly stuff. And it's like, bro, you having to go to work is an earthly responsibility. Right, right. It's not a worldly weight that easily besets you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so I think there's a distinction to be made between what's earthly and what's worldly. And so God had to kind of sit me down and go, here's here's kind of kind of what it is. And me and my wife had talked a lot about this because, you know, her and I have both both struggle with depression, um, anxiety and all that kind of stuff. And God was just like dealing with us because there was a time we were talking and we just kind of started realizing like, man, you know, we preach a lot and teach a lot like, man, you know, Holy Ghost deliver you from depression right now, deliver you from anxiety yeah. right now. And look, I believe it. Like right, I, right. I've seen God alter the weather. I mean, I've seen all types of crazy stuff that he's done. And I, I believe him for anything and everything. Right. But I also have had my own experience where I'm like, man, God, I need you to deliver me from anxiety. Uh, and it's a lifestyle for me. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know what oh, I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And so what God hit me with is, OK, what you need to understand is that. Are you in need of deliverance? Yes. But you're also in need of development. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? So right. God kind of gave me a little bit of a biblical example was like, I took, I took Israel out of Egypt, but Israel still had a struggle with Egypt being in them. Mm. Yeah. Because when they're there about that for a second, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he took Israel out of Egypt, but then Israel struggled with getting Egypt out of them because yeah. they still took the same patterns. Yeah. And every time of trouble, it was like, Oh, we got to lean back on our behavioral patterns from Egypt. Like, okay, you know, I want to go back there. At least we were taken care of. At least we have food. Yeah, yeah. And 
Moses has been up in the mountain for over a month. We got to start making idols. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So that it was just kind of this thing of like, you know what, God, you took me out of Egypt, but there's still some Egypt in me that you're getting out. Yeah. No, that, that is that is great right there. Um, and I, I think, you know, that when you bring up this concept, it, it kind of like it makes me think about like so many times we sit there and, and if we have responsibilities or we have different things, sometimes we, we can think of it as like a bad thing or that it's this or that or whatever. And, you know, like, uh, separating those concepts of what you did. I, I love that. But also you touched on something I want to dive into um, and, and really talking about, um, I think, on, on the daily when, when people are dealing with depression and anxiety and different things, I think it can be easy to give up and to just sit there and, and you know, just be like, I, I just, I'm just having a rough time right now. And I, it's mm-hmm. just very hard to, to deal with that. And I think uh, it's very important back to this whole concept of trusting God with this development process, because it's not, it's not an overnight fix. God is right. not an overnight right. fix. Now you may get delivered from something, Mm-hmm. You may get uh, freed from something, mm-hmm. but it's going to be a process and a daily walk with him to understand, yep. you know, to get through these things. And, and whether that's dealing with anxiety or depression or just sadness or just overwhelming stress or, or whatever. Um, so, you know, what what would you uh, you know, what, what would be your thing to tell somebody to on the aspect of trusting God and, and maybe a scenario or something like you've experienced it, whether it's work or, you know, I know you just got married here this last couple of years Praise dealing God. with all that stuff. Praise God. Um, and, you know, <laughs> but like a lot of that stuff can be like, you know, I hate to be like this, but I think sometimes we hear a lot from preachers and different things is that we're just supposed to pray about it. Mm-hmm. That's great. Sure. I think that's amazing. I yep. think that can help. I think no prayer works. I think prayer can change things. Mm-hmm. But like when you're on the job at like two in the afternoon and you're mm-hmm. not one to be there, right, right. sometimes, you know, <laughs> praying about it doesn't always work. <laughs> so, you know, learning to like trust God in these scenarios of where he has you, I think is a, is where I'm trying to go here, mm. you know learning to be content in wherever God has you for the moment mm-hmm. and trusting him with, look, like, I don't know if I really like being like my bills being so tight right now and being <laughs> everything. So this or yeah, so yeah. that, or, you know, so I don't know if you can speak on that for, for a minute. Yeah, bro. First thing that kind of hit me was, um, deny yourself, follow Jesus and carry your cross daily. Right. Because denying yourself is like saying, I think I'm tired of Egypt now. Yeah. And then you start to follow Jesus the deliverer and you go back to the Moses Egypt thing. And it's like, okay, well, I'm going to follow this deliverer being Moses. Um, but then carrying your cross daily is kind of where they, they left off. <laughs> right. 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 So prayer, like, look, we just talked, you know, first couple 100%. of minutes about, Oh, look, prayer did this angel came up here, fixed yeah. my dad <laughs> overnight, <laughs> overnight. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and over, over red lobster. <laughs> it's like <laughs> he did all that. Um, he, he does, but this is the thing is that there's a difference with God having to work with something that does not have a will versus something that does. Yeah. When there's something that has to bear his image versus something that doesn't, because if you're going to bear the image of God like that, that does take development. Yeah. That does take time. Like, look, Moses had, he had to come out of Egypt first before he could bring other people out. Man. And then he had to spend time alone in the desert before they were all in the desert. That's with really him. good. Yeah. So 
there's always this process you have to go through before you start to kind of help other people get out. So what I would say is, is something that, you know, I guess something that helped me is when God started really, really dealing with me about you are going to be a messenger of deliverance and development. As I said, God, then I need your spirit. I said, Holy Ghost, I need you to coach me into greatness. Yeah. That's what I need. I need you to coach me every single day into greatness. I'm talking your voice has access to my finances. Your voice has access to my marriage. Your voice has access to my problems, my family, my job, ministry, my church, um, my relationships. I don't care what it is. I need you to coach me into greatness. And that's kind of where the daily development between me and him just kind of started. Yeah, exactly. No, I, and to lead into that, I, I'm, I'm glad you kind of, uh, you know, structured it like that because I think another part of this is, you know, we can under, we can, we can sit there and we can say, oh yeah, God, touch my finances, touch my this, touch my that. But we have to personally be open mm, to that. That's it. You know, I yeah. think that is, that is such an important concept in, the, in this conversation because it, we can talk about it all day. Mm-hmm. We can say, oh, I trust God. He's got my stuff and <laughs> you know, whatever. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's what, but we, we honestly have to learn to trust that. And I, I, out of my personal experience, I have a hard time, I think, sometimes trusting that because it's vulnerable. Yeah, it's, good point. It, you know, we, especially, you know, I, I think as human beings, we get in patterns where mm. we, you know, we just have these things. This is what I do. This is who I am. This is what I'm about and right. whatever. And it's so hard to sometimes, I think, get out of that. Um, and and uh, there was a message just preached here the other night uh, by a. Uh, the great Bishop Caven. Oh, <laughs> love this guy. That man is on Youth another Bishop level. Caven. <laughs> um, great man. Hope to have him on the podcast here soon. Man. Um, but he, he was talking about, you know, God gives us opportunities and he was talking about, uh, it, God builds bridges for us and opportunities for us to tap into what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's our choice to walk across that bridge or not, mm-hmm. you know, cause I think, especially as church people, we see people get delivered, get the Holy Ghost, do all mm-hmm. the stuff every every week, every Sunday. And so sometimes it, it can get into like this mundane, like mm. this is what we do. This is whatever. And it's like God has so much more for people uh, than, than what they've already experienced. And then when you get to that level, there's a whole new level. You know, there's mm-hmm. more than that. No I doubt. mean, um, and, and so I, if you want to speak on that for a second about really opening up to God and really letting him develop you, because I think we could sit here like, oh, yeah, God developed me, do all this stuff. But no, mm-hmm. talk, let's talk about the like when you're driving to work and, uh, you know, God is working on you and you're, you're bawling your eyes out because he's changing a perspective uh, mm-hmm. that you have. Maybe mm-hmm. something that, you know, uh, uh, maybe something that has wounded you in the past and you're getting a new perspective of God you know, shining a little bit of light on, on that part of your heart. So, yeah, bro. No, that's awesome. Um, it is, it is, is the, the mindset Monday saying it really is a mindset. Yeah. It really is a mindset because the, there has to be a shift in perspective from like, uh, I'll use an example. So, so God, I was talking to God and I was like, man, Lord, this person I have a relationship with is making things really difficult in the relationship. And they keep taking stuff out on me. Um, and I like I already know, like I'm like, I don't even spend enough time with you to be getting on your nerves like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, there's not even enough exposure, bro. Like, I promise. <laughs> so 
I'm like, like, let's chill out. And I'm talking to God about it. And I'm like, God, why does this person always go back to this? Like, why is this their pattern of behavior Yeah. where, you know, troubles strike, things, things are hurting. And then they just go right to like, oh, well, you did this. And I'm like, I didn't have anything to do with that. Yeah. Well, God kind of Not to interrupt me. you. I, no, I want to dive in there just for a second, because I, I think talking about these patterns, people get stuck. Mm. You know, they get they yeah, get yeah, yeah. they don't know anything else. Yep. So I, I just want to throw it out there because I know I know so many times we get in these scenarios and and I just want to make the point about this is where I feel like God it really starts to shape us and change us because we we get into these scenarios where we just get stuck and it's the only thing that we know how to do. So I don't know. I just I Bro. thought that was really good. So Bro, no, that's the point, man. <laughs> Look, that's the point because man, like the pattern exists because of the time that it's been practiced. Yeah. That's the only reason it exists. And <laughs> we're getting into some good conversation here. And it's not always your fault. No. Right? Bro, bro it's not. Like, right? It, here's the thing. <laughs> he, bro, this, oh, God had to deliver me from this mess. I'm telling you, what God had to deal with me about was like, John, he, your personal patterns, your personal problems like this, you didn't initiate the pattern, but you did receive it. Yeah. And you have to learn to let go of it. Yeah. Because this stuff came from people outside of you. Yeah. Like this stuff came from family like this. You know, that was where the problem initiated. Right. But now and this is what's crazy, even though I wasn't the one that that initiated that pattern exactly like I wasn't the person that it completely originated from, like the problem and all that. I still had to take ownership over my involvement with the pattern yeah yeah instead of letting the pattern take ownership over me mm -hmm. and going on autopilot god was like nope you have to take ownership over it and you have to say ah <laughs> this came from family john yeah. so don't let what happened in the previous generation continue on into the next generation through you That is it for today's podcast. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to this. Um, I'm probably going to release the second part of this uh, very soon, probably even today. Um, so hope you guys enjoy this. Uh, please, please just share this. Uh, encourage people to listen to this. Um, this conversation right here is is one of the biggest concepts that I want people to grasp onto. And man, this part two, you're going to be very excited to hear part two. So don't miss it. All right. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Rhett Dillingham Podcast Show, where we hope that you are always encouraged, inspired, and helped. Please, please, please share that, like this podcast, and be sure to be ready and watching out for that next episode.